The following audio drama is rated NC-17, for no can do if you're 17, 18, or even 21 in some states or younger. In other words, the producers of this show didn't want to be burdened with things like morality or clothes. Last time on Gaia's Voyages. Natty, Amazon, and Mycroft indulged in a game of glove puppets. Okay, Commander Becky. Hey, let's play glove puppets. I can be Natty and you can be Amazon. It's Beckett, and why can't I be the Tweezel? Because I'm going to be the Tweezel! It's one of the few times in my life I get to feel big, Commander! Don't ruin it for me! Elizabeth, Mycroft, and Armorock were called down to Vegas to meet the infamous Arbiter, the evil head of Black Ops, also known as Admiral Reinscott. Wait a minute. I recognize you. You're Reinscott's secretary. James Addison. Boomer, actually. Arbiter will see you now. He's Reinscott, isn't he? Of course, Captain. I gained the position after the former Arbiter committed suicide. Addison takes the alien assassin and put him through his paces. I want to know everything about him. Lay one finger upon me and you shall die in agony. And Elizabeth met a blast from her past. Her old partner, Alastair Dumar. You better have a good reason to be sitting on my bed. I don't like strange men in my private quarters. They tend to end up dead and missing important body parts. I'm Alastair Dumar. I'm your new partner. Broken Sea Audio Productions presents Gaia's Voyages, only at www.brokensea.com. In the 26th century, Earth thrives after recovering from nearly total ecological catastrophe. To prevent similar disasters from happening on other worlds, Earth and the Galactic Confederation built a massive interstellar arc, the zooship Gaia. Commanded by Captain Elizabeth Monroe, Gaia's mission is to protect wildlife and habitats on worlds throughout the galaxy. Gaia also has a hidden mission, known to only a select few. Society needs those who are willing to use whatever methods are necessary to eliminate threats to the Confederation that are so evil and dangerous they cannot be stopped in any other fashion. We are those who face the monsters who go bump in the night. You do not want to know what we do or how we do it. (laughs) You simply want the monster under the bed to disappear. We are the ones who make that happen. Who are we? Well, if I told you, I just might have to kill you. Everything has a price, you know. We are Black Operations. And now, the adventure continues. Gaia's Voyages, Episode 10, Part 2, stays in Vegas. Technology is a wonderful thing. Indeed, my dear. 
This place is so quiet this time of night, we should have little trouble. They're bound to have security, though. Mechanoids at the least. Oh, you worry too much. Come on. It could be fun. It would be better not to get caught, my dear. <laughs> Then we better get moving, shan't we? Ta, sexy boy. Redheads always do cause the most trouble. Wonder if she's a natural. The good doctor's laboratory. My goodness, he does have quite a large amount of equipment here. They are needed in his research. Who exactly are you? Oh, I'm sorry. Didn't you get the memo? I was recently transferred from the Mars office and thought I'd take a look around when I wouldn't be a bother to anyone. I received no notice of that, and this is not the time for visitors in any case. Who are you? Oh, I'm nothing more than a figment of your imagination. <laughs> Nanites are such wonderful things, dear. I'm sorry, but you simply got in the way. Now, you'll excuse me while I make sure this place gives the doctor the big bang he was hoping for. Off you go, my little destroyers. Find the explosives and set them off so the doctors can have his big bang. How's it going, Wildfire? Oh, where there's smoke, fire is sure to follow. You? Oh, the children are off and running. Time to make our exit. Any problems? Nothing I couldn't handle. Meet you outside. We better hurry. We won't have much time, and the blast radius from this explosion could be rather large. Then running might be a good idea. Quick, there's the speeder. Get in. Why do you get to fly? Because I outrank you, and this is no time to argue. Get in. Oh my God! How much explosives did they have in there? <sighs> More than I think we thought they did. This is going to take out a good chunk of the city. Alistair, there are innocent people back there. We've got to go back and help them. Elizabeth, we we can't help them. I'm sorry. Oh no! Oh God, no! Please, no! What have we done? My dear, we did our job, and you better get used to it. Or you're going to end up dead. We took out about six blocks with that explosion. The bad thing is, civilians got killed. The good thing, DME is going to have a hell of a public relations disaster on their hands. That's so callous. A heart is something you can ill afford anymore, Monroe. You better get used to that idea. I know, but I don't have to like it.
Hundreds dead. Hundreds. What have I done? <laughs> go away. I said to go away. Ah, I thought I'd find you in this state. Go away, Damar. Not happy, Monroe. You need me. Need you? Yeah, you need me, Monroe. I felt much the same after my first mission. The pain, the horror, the guilt. At the deaths themselves, but also at how easy it was to kill once the training took hold. It was only after the debriefing that I started to shake and wish I were dead instead. You did? Yeah, and my old partner came into my room just like I am yours. Talked it out with me over a bottle of very strong wine. Is that what I think it is? Undolvian 320. The best. Damn, those are hard to find. It's said it's strong enough to knock out a Kandaran. Should be enough to blunt the pain a bit. God, I hope so. I... I can't get the explosion out of my head, Alistair. Hundreds of innocents. I know. I know. For a first kill, that was horrific and extremely rare. We don't normally take out so many bystanders. Bad for business. Draws undue attention. You heard Arbiter. He knew the explosion would be that big. It was planned all along. He wasn't even guilty. <laughs> What would you expect, Monroe, to be underhanded knights in shining armor? Well, yes. Actually, I did. <laughs> well, so did I when they first brought me in. Elizabeth, trust me. The higher-ups are criminals of the worst sort who have governmental sanction at the highest levels. They were created to be underhanded knights. There were far too few restrictions, and they, of course, became corrupt. Of course, they still undertake the missions the Confed sets them, but believe me, they're quite eager and willing to use us for their own aims. But that's just... that's just wrong! It should be stopped! By who? You? Me? We have no chance. We're watched every moment we're outside our rooms on base. They have trackers in our bodies. We could never run far enough to escape the death that'd be coming. <sighs> All Arbiter would have to do Spread evidence that you and I were there tonight and we'd be put on trial and executed for the incident if he just didn't have others kill us. There's no way out. I... I didn't know, Alistair. Of course you don't. None of us do. Many of us were once would-be heroes. The rest, people who were recruited because of their own talents and relish for killing. But once they get a hold of you, they don't let go. They never let go. But what can we do? I don't know if I can do this. I don't know that I can go out and kill, time after time after time, not knowing if the kills really are for the good of the Confederation. I don't know if I can do this! You can, or you'll end up dead. If it makes you feel better, most of the missions, like tonight's, are undertaken for the good of the Confed. They can't undertake many selfish missions, or they'll bring unwanted attention sanctions from those above them. But what do you do about the guilt and pain? It feels like something inside me is dying. It hurts so much. 
Something is, Elizabeth. Your soul. Each job kills a piece. The pain comes from that. You drown it out with drink, and if you can find it, a shoulder to cry on. Eventually it gets better as emptiness replaces your soul, and killing bothers you less and less. Then you kill and screw just to feel alive at all. Or if you're like my old partner, you die. Come here, you. You're not alone, Monroe. I'm here. Partners take care of one another and trust one another with their lives and everything else. It's the one thing they can't take away from us. They can't turn partners against the other. The others would rip the traitor apart in a slow and very painful death, no matter where they hid. It's you and me, girl. Back to back in a sea of death. I hope you have a large stock of that wine or others like it, because I think we're going to need it. That's the last bottle of that. But there is one other way to dull the pain. What is that? This. Certainly, what's wrong? I've never seen you so enraged. Elizabeth, how did you... What's wrong? Are you still my partner, Alastair, like we once were, or are you now my enemy, too? Of course, I've been reassigned to you. Good. Then I can trust you. They did it, Alistair. They were watching both Mike and I, but they thought him too difficult to corrupt and decided to ruin my life instead so I'd be willing to join up with the Ops. They paid that cheerleader to take Gabriel away from me so that they could get their claws into me. And now they'll take Mike unless I do exactly as they say. They'll take him and break him until there's nothing left and he'll gladly kill me. Arbiter's words. <laughs> no wonder you're pissed. Well, I confess, I'm not surprised. <laughs> Neither am I. But it doesn't make it right. Nobody harms my people, Alistair. Especially not Mycroft. The straw that broke the camel's back? You better believe it. First, I'm going to be trained as a psychic assassin. <laughs> it seems they always knew I was psychic, though my apparelities just woke up after I took command. It seems that I'm a late bloomer in that respect. Then, I'm to take you and the rest of the team to Gaia and run whatever missions they decide to send us on, with Mycroft's life and soul held hostage. Just like old times. How dare they, damn it! And you'll do it. Yes. But not forever. And Gaia will be safe. They can't get Mycroft there. I'll be making damn sure of that. And he already has the best assassin in the galaxy as his bodyguard. <laughs> I'd like to see them try to get through with Ilora. 
Trust me, Blackjack, you do not want to make one of them angry, and I've got two on board. They've gone too far this time, and I am done being the peer. You and I made a promise together all those years ago. Well, I intend to see that that promise is kept. Well, we always did have fun together. So, death and destruction like old times, eh? <laughs> and then some, my old friend. There, death and destruction. I'm taking Black Ops out, Alistair. Their reign shall end and arbiter. Well... <laughs> Let's just say that Arbiter will see how cruel and varied my talents of pain are. First hand. Trust me, none of the so-called experts that Arbiter has on staff are half as talented and as experienced in the arts of torture as a Vinjari is. And I have their Vinjari master assassin on my payroll. Oh, yes. Vengeance will be very sweet indeed. But for now, it's time for us to meet this team of ours. Well, at least they are in training. They put together a good team for you, Wildfire. Perhaps skill-wise, but you are the only one I'll trust. Boomer is to act as my personal secretary, so he'll be Arbiter's eyes on Gaia. Well, at least you know who it is. Yes. Attention! I'm Captain Elizabeth Monroe, Wildfire, and you are the newest grunts aboard the zoo ship Gaia. Boomer? Yes, Captain? I hear you've also been assigned as my secretary. Please tell me you're good for something besides data entry. I'm an explosives expert, Captain. If it needs blowing up, I can find a way to do it. And I know the use and manufacture of every explosive in the galaxy. A pyromaniac. Wonderful. What about you, Deathwalker? I'm jacking out. Dead. Yet still alive by nanites. Yes. You're what happens when one of us dies in a way that our bodies are still usable. I was not speaking to you, Blackjack. Next to me, Deathwalker. He's your boss, so show some respect or I'll enter some very interesting programming into your nanites. You're well aware that as your commander, I have complete control over them. Yes, Captain. What are your abilities? I need only water and a nourishment paste to survive and maintain my biological systems. My current programming, as you can see, makes me appear alive. But I feel no pain and my strength and endurance are much stronger than that of a living body. The nanites also repair any damage I might undertake. I prefer melee weapons and to engage my foe face to face rather than the distant kill. Sparks. Aye, if it's a weapon, I can use it. I'm especially good with guns of all kinds and am the most expert sniper in the ops. You want something shot and killed close up or at a distance? 
I'm your man. I'll be sure to remember that. Succubus? I am an advanced cyborg. Lesh over a robotic skeleton. I specialize in the seduction and elimination of biological targets and can reconfigure myself for whatever machine I need to go on. I can change my fleshy exterior to what would appeal most to the target, complete with pheromones, and my metal interior for whatever weaponry is needed. If it can screw, I can seduce, and screw it, and then kill it. Succubus is a good name for you, then. Now, boys and girls, I'm Wildfire. I specialize in melee combat, but I am also psychic and will be trained in the next two months to be a psychic assassin. That's right, boys and girls. Piss me off and I'll be able to kill you with a mere thought, and I will know if you've betrayed me in any way, large or small. I don't have any hesitation about rifling through your minds at will, and, as you well know, protocol allows me to do just that. You live or die at my whim and arbiters. Do your duty and serve me well, and you just might return from Gaia in one piece. I'm a doctor and her partner, as well as a chemical weapons, disease, and poisons expert. Don't even think of going to me for mercy, because you won't get it. I'll put you back together if you get wounded in action. Don't think that because I'm a doctor, I won't kill you if the need arises. It just means that I'll be a lot more devious and subtle about it. Got it? Good. Get back to training and don't go crying home to your mommies. This is Black Ops, and considering you are all being foisted off on me, if you're unhappy, I don't give a shit. Oh, tomorrow we go back to Gaia. What a relief. Oh, I tell you, Mike, right now all I want is a really strong drink and to forget that the past two months ever happened. Oh, I could kill Arbiter for this headache alone. I don't think I'll ever get rid of it. You finished your psychic training, then? Yes. I can do things with my mind that nobody should be able to do. <laughs> I'm actually the strongest at it in the whole bloody gang. Lucky me. They're all rather miffed that they couldn't get through my natural shielding. I've only grown stronger, and, well, nobody can get inside my head even by force unless I let them. Handy talent, that. Oh, I've certainly found it that way. That's why psychic mind powers don't work on me. You should relish your new abilities, Captain. In some ways, perhaps. They'll come in useful someday. But enough of sad things. We're here to have some fun. You're so precious. You're drinking tea. I'm British. We like tea. I like tea, too. But, teetotaler, you're in a bar. In bars, they drink alcohol. The stronger, the better. I don't like getting drunk in pubs. One never knows what's going to happen. That's kind of the whole point, Beefeater. And here you won't let me eat any of the sheep here displayed. 
Your job is to keep Mycroft safe. Even bodyguards get lunch breaks. You can feed through ambient life energy, so don't start. Oh, I knew I shouldn't have told you about that. Look at that one, he'd be a good one. Oh, I don't know. He's a bit too muscle-bound for my tastes. Guys like that are usually compensating for lackings elsewhere. Hmm, that one standing by the bar, though, in the grey shirt and black pants might be a good one, though. Ah, oh, well, he does have quite a nice behind, I do admit, and a wonderful ten. I must confess the pink hair is a turn-off. Can't fault your observations there, but one could always just get him to remove the dye. And who knows? The dye just might be worth the other attributes. True, true. But it would be more convenient to find one who is not all that trouble. Really, I don't see anyone here worth the time. Well, we do have to find you somebody. It has been far too long, old friend. Tell me about it. It's getting to the point I half wish I'd taken Desdemona up on her offer. I wonder if she's still interested. If I wait much longer, I might end up taking you to bed. <laughs> as tempting as that is, Mike, and believe me, it is tempting. You couldn't handle me or my appetites. I'm in the advanced class. <laughs> You're as bad as Sherlock sometimes. I still can't believe I let you talk me into coming down to a gay bar with you to scope out men for me to take back to the hotel room. I can't believe I have to be here as you two scope out men for you to take back to the hotel and have wild monkey sex with while I have to stand guard. You naked with another man is not a sight I want to see. Hey, just because the men here aren't interested in my kind of packaging doesn't mean I can't enjoy the view. Besides, Mike, you need to get laid or there will be no living with you. <laughs> Ooh, I think I need to go powder my nose. You have a bladder the size of a walnut. I may not have to pee. I don't want to hear about that. I'm going to stick my fingers in my ears and go la 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 la. <laughs> Mike, you're nothing but a big baby. Oh, I would certainly agree with her on the big baby part. Oh, shut up, you, and watch for bad guys like a good little guard dog. Woof, Commander. Hmm, hello, beautiful. I beg your pardon? Or do you prefer handsome? Or perhaps sexy? Do try me, I'm a walking thesaurus. I... well, I, I prefer... Commander Mycroft Holmes Beckett. Ah, oh, it's quite a mouthful. Where's Watson? She went to the powder room, though I think the roles might be reversed. I didn't catch your name. I didn't throw it. Alistair Dumar, at your service, if you'll let me. What are you drinking? Let me buy you another. Tea. Wait a minute, you're Elizabeth's partner. In the flesh and quite handsome, if I do say so myself. Barkeep. Another. You know, there's a wonderful tea shop down on 43rd. I'll take you there sometime. Oh, you will? Oh, yes. Now that I've seen you, I'm not letting you out of my sight again. Ah, Alistair. I see you got my message. Seen anything you like? And I am ever so happy to come now that I've met your XO here. <laughs> I should have introduced you two long ago. Alistair here was my partner back in the old days. Indeed, Elizabeth, you do seem to have a habit of choosing as your partners men who are 
mainly interested in men. Oh, I seem to remember us doing it at every opportunity. <laughs> remember that time in the elevator? <laughs> oh, yes. How could I forget? You and he. And you expect us to... Of course. He's quite skilled, believe me. And, as he said, he prefers men. So, go get him, tiger. How do you know I'm not interested in women as well? <laughs> You're here, for one thing. And for another, I've been watching how you look at the others here and how you're looking at me now. <laughs> He's blushing. How delicious. I am not blushing. Oh, yes, you are. And I find it very provocative. Provocative? Of course. I was wondering how far that blush goes down underneath those clothes. Yeah. <laughs> Elizabeth, mind if I take this fine-looking gentleman away from you so we can dance? I don't dance. You don't dance? With fine legs like those, you don't dance? Of course you dance. Well, I just met you and... Dance with me. Uh, all right. Don't mind us, boys. Armrock and I have our drinks. You two go have fun. I'll try to return them in one piece, Elizabeth. Be sure you do. I always could kick your ass. I've been practicing. Back in a bit. We'll be here. Hmm. You can't dance. Um, that is my bum. Oh, I am well aware of the fact, and a uh, very nice bum it is indeed. Look, it, it's been a really long time since I did anything like this, and... <laughs> Relax. I'm not going to eat you alive this very moment. There'll be time enough for that later. Mm, I might actually take you up on that, but we have to leave in the morning. That's not a problem. It's not? <laughs> oh, no. I'm going with you, remember? As part of Elizabeth's team. Oh, right. And I told you. I'm not going to let you out of my sight, Commander Handsome. That reminds me to thank her. Thank her tomorrow. Why don't you say we get out of here? I'll get... I'll get my coat. You're looking a bit hot under the collar there, Mike. <laughs> I see you haven't lost your touch, Blackjack. This is all you're doing, isn't it? Of course. You do the same for me. Alistair is probably the only one in the game I trust. We saved one another's lives several times over. Always happy to try and keep you out of trouble, my dear. That's my job. With her, you need all the help you can get. True that. All the more fun for me. Where's your coat, Mycroft? Over there, it's the red one. The color does suit you. We'll see you in the morning, Elizabeth. Well, try not to make too much noise. My room is right next to his. Oh, well... I'll take them to my place, then, where there are no such restrictions. I, I, I don't know if that'll be necessary. Oh, but I do. Ta, Elizabeth. We'll see you in the morning. Have fun, boys! Go with them, Amarok. Oh, just wonderful. The perfect way to spend the night. Listening to Commander Becky get it on. You are going to owe me for this, Captain. You can take it out of my hide the next training session. Now go!
next time on Gaia's Voyages. Desdemona and Casanova go down to a volcanic planet to rescue some local wildlife that were in trouble. Well, isn't Farlax 2 a delightful place? I haven't been this warm since before I joined the Confederation. Perhaps we should build a summer home here when we have our children. That won't be happening because we will never have children. Soon afterwards, strange things start happening on the ship. The crew experience excessive feelings of lust and rage. You are not fit to speak her name, touch her hair on her head, or even gaze in her direction. She's my wife, and there's nothing you can do about it. Oh, you are both so immature. I've had more physically to do with her than either of you have. What? That didn't come out the way I meant it. What is going on here? Is the crew going mad? Will things turn into a huge brawl or an orgy? Listen in and find out. I should have never left you. <clears throat> I should have never left you for Charlie. But all I can say is that she wasn't you, and I didn't realize what a wonderful thing I had until it was gone. Oh, oh, to hell with it! Oh God. <sighs> Broken Sea Audio Productions presents Gaia's Voyages only at www.brokensea.com. Despicable here. You know, so many people complain about the state of horror in science fiction films, but no one does anything about it. Until now. <laughs> Each installment I compare two films, and thanks to an unspecified number of temporal experiments that have irreparably damaged the space time continuum, I host two people, or culprits, involved with the films in question. Each guest is placed in his very own soundproof booth of doom. The guest whose film I find superior will be safely returned to his or her time stream after a harmless but thorough memory flossing, while the participant whose film falls short in my estimation suffers a fiendish fate dictated by my soon-to-be-patented wheel of misfortune. And only one, if any, of my guests will ever leave Castle Despicable alive. So join me for Dr. Despicable's Chamber of Cinema at www.chamberofcinema.com. Get a cinematic education, let me save you the trouble of seeing some real dreck, and start getting used to me bossing you around when I take over the world. I have pie. Gaia's Voyages, Episode 10, Part 2. Stays in Vegas. Featuring the voice talents of Elaine Barrett as Captain Elizabeth Monroe, David Ault as Commander Mycroft Beckert, Mark Kalita as Armorock, Callsign Ice, Tom Stitzer as Alistair Dumar, Callsign Blackjack, and Michael Liebman as James Addison, Callsign Boomer. Introducing Joe Stofko as Wyler Dunstan, Callsign Blaster, Michael King as Sullivan Gregory, Callsign Sparks. Amanda Fitzwater as Cersei 69, callsign Succubus. And Chris Barnes as Hakan, callsign Deathwalker. Guest starring Taylor Kent as The Aid. 
Written, cast, directed, produced, and engineered by Elaine B. Barrett. Associate produced by David Lemon. Original Gaia's Voyages main title music by Sam Haft. Additional music by Kevin McLeod at Incopitech.com. Full details of the music used in this episode can be found at BrokenSea.com slash Gaia. This series is dedicated to everyone who has aided in environmental conservation, animal welfare, or disaster relief efforts around the world. Together, we can make a difference. For more behind-the-scenes information on Gaia's voyages, as well as other audio drama offerings, visit us on the web at BrokenSea.com. Thanks for listening. What have I done? Hundreds dead. Oh, God, what have I done? What have I done, Mike? In one fell blow, I've become a mass murderer. They told me I'd be doing missions to help the Confederation, not taking out hundreds of innocents. I hate doing the same. (laughs) Oh, God.